Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Your Week Ahead with Amadata Astrology here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Uh, Today is the summer solstice edition. This is the show leading up until the weekend of the summer solstice here on the 21st. And so it's, if you can't already tell, it's an exciting, busy Gemini, the um, new moon and Gemini season that we're in, Gemini rules, busyness, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of coming and going, a lot of communications and travel. So I hope you're all enjoying it. Sorry about that, guys. Just making sure you, you, I can be heard. Um, before I get too far into the show, definitely, if you're online and would like to call in, the call-in number is area code 818-369-0368. That's 818-369-0368. Feel free to call in. If you're already on the line, I see you. Definitely make sure that if you have a question, comment, concern, that you press 1, and I can see it in the queue, and I'll be able to bring you on in in, in on the line. Um, you guys really seem to enjoy last week's show, the uh, New Moon and Gemini horoscopes. The week before that, I did the Saturn and Scorpio horoscopes, um, Saturn regressing back into Scorpio horoscopes. So that seems to really be a big hit um, for those of you that aren't able to necessarily get a consultation or um, purchase reports from me at this time. It's a really good way to listen to the show and get in where you fit in with your your sun sign or rising sign when I do these horoscopes. So we did Saturn and Scorpio. We did New Moon and Gemini this week. The special treat. I actually have a couple of different horoscopes. Um, one is actually for the last weekend of June, and the other is actually for. Let me make sure I did it on the right one. Yeah, for um, the sun moving into Cancer here this week as well. We got a really, really good show lined up for you today. Of course, before I get too far into it, I would like to take this opportunity to honor and acknowledge um, our divine ancestors and definitely um, shout out to Brother Ampu, who has just been wonderful in uh, allowing me a platform such as this to exercise, you know, all this astro knowledge I'm gaining <laughs> along with the blog. If you haven't um, gone to the website, check out myastrologycoach.com forward slash blog forward slash, and you'll be able to uh, check out the latest New Moon and Gemini blog from Tanika, another of the My Astrology Coach team members. Um as well as the latest Your Week Ahead with Almadada Astrology blog post, which covers um, uh, this current week that we're going through. And the week that will correspond to today's show will be up within the next couple of days or so, okay? Hopefully the next day or so. So today, just briefly, I wanted to um, just... Not really going to a discussion, uh, but definitely if you have something, don't hesitate to press 1 on the keypad and raise your hand. I'll be able to let you in. But just some observations on the Saturn retrograding back into Scorpio and how that's going for everybody. Neptune retrograding 
um, as well. And then with Mercury Station Direct, but still in the retrograde shadow or zone, those observations. So, I mean, how's it going? How's it feeling? You know, anything that you might, any insights that you might have to share with the listeners regarding, um, you know, how they're they're going for you as I get into it. You'll see how, like with the Saturn retrograde in Scorpio, if you if your if your chart is ruled by Saturn, if you're a Capricorn rising, you know, you may really have some intense observations. Um, you may have even felt. Saturn regressing back into Scorpio when it did. We touched on that last week. Um, Some of the other highlights for today's show, uh, if you're not online and can read the description, is the sun entering Cancer on the 21st, Jupiter trining Uranus Uranus on the 22nd, Mercury squaring Neptune on the 23rd, the first quarter moon on the 24th, first quarter moons, any significant moon phase, is going to be crucial, critical, and important because um, like this first quarter moon in Libra, it's like a checkup, that first little checkup you're getting since the new moon in Gemini, intentions that you set and a new initiative that you began, okay? So that's going to be really cool to talk about and kind of get a sense of where everybody's at so far, their new moon in Gemini, um, initiative, goals, and intentions. Also, Mars enters Cancer on the 24th moon. Um, The weekend of the 25th through the 27th, the moon will be in Libra and Scorpio. And I've got just some really quick little tidbits for all the signs on that. I think you'll find it interesting and you'll um, have something definitely to look forward to the, the weekend of the 25th through the 27th for all the signs. It seems pretty positive, so I, I can't wait to share that with you guys. Um, this is the summer solstice edition, so <laughs> we're definitely celebrating here. Um, our our teammates, uh, our MAC teammates are uh, traveling now currently to Mount Shasta in San Francisco. And so um, that's this weekend, the 19th through the 21st. Also, the I Have workshop is going to be held there. Some brief information about that. Um, if you happen to be in the San Francisco area and can connect with my astrology coach, please don't hesitate to go to the events tab. Um, go ahead and sign up, and, and someone I'm sure will contact you. But yeah, it's uh, in the description for the event. It just simply says that Mount Shasta is said to be home of the ancient Lemurians and serves as an antenna for the crystal grids on Earth. Um, tonight is the check-in, check-in, um, tomorrow is the workshop, it's $25, it's the ultimate workshop, that is, that shows you the power of your thoughts and emotions and how they create your reality. Um, they're going to have the brain and the heart technology available, additionally, private consults with Keisha, it happens to not be included in the price, um, but those are available. Or reports, um, you know, those can be purchased separately. And uh, so you can get your aura read this weekend if you happen to be in the San Francisco area. And then Sunday, the very last day of the event, is when everybody's going to Mount Shasta, visiting a crystal store, I'm presuming in preparation for the mountain meditation that day. So those of us in the Mac family who aren't able to attend, um, 
you know, definitely our thoughts and prayers are with you guys, our intentions, our energy is with you guys, and we are in concert with you, um, you know, energetically, and we can hardly wait for y'all to come back and tell us the exciting anecdotes of all that went on this weekend, okay? Um, Just a couple of more announcements from Mac. Um, Sunday, July the 5th, and um, the priesthood will be live in Columbus, Ohio at 12 noon at the Ngozi Barbershop, okay? And the lecture is entitled The Day Columbus Died. Um, July 11th and 12th, uh, Mama Dada will be in the house <laughs> at the uh, book release and spiritual wisdom workshop in Atlanta. Uh, when you register for that event, you receive your free book when you enroll for the workshop in the collective meditation on Stone Mountain. Um, if you're attending the Summer Solstice Mount Shasta Retreat this weekend, the workshop is only going to be $25 for you, okay? So that's a wonderful deal. Um, the event in Atlanta Saturday uh, afternoon is the Spiritual Wisdom Workshop and the book signing. Uh, the presentation and workshop is by the priesthood themselves, Minister Ju and Noble Ampu. And the Aura Heart Technology will also be available that day uh, in the morning prior to the workshop from 9 to 1. And uh, you got you would need to make an appointment for that. Sunday, the 12th, there's a collective prayer and meditation on Stone Mountain, okay? And that about, that wraps up the the uh, the announcements for Mac. Um, I do see, I thought I saw a hand in the queue. If I'm able to pick up the line, I'll see what's going on. All right, peace. You're on the line with your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Who's on the line? Uh, my name is Maddie, Mama Dada. I just wrote that down because I'm, I am in the Atlanta area, and I got kind of excited July the 11th and 12th. Oh, wow. Yes, in my area. <laughs> yes. What a- I will be there. Okay, great. Wow. It'll be so wonderful to see um someone from the from the show, from the audience. So uh you said your name is yes. Maddie, like M A D D or M A T T? T T. T T wonderful. T T Yes. Yes. Are you a first time listener, Maddie? I am. I really am. And I what I wanted to Nope. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. I'm listening. I, what I wanted to know from you, are you doing, um, are you looking in, um, would you look in my chart to see what's going on, or are you just uh, doing a dialogue about um, the planets and, you know, Jupiter and Venus and whatever is going on <laughs> out there? In, I am. Um, I'm, do, I'm doing both. I'm not doing um, consults on the air right now, but I'm definitely uh-huh. doing both. I do consults all the time for chart readings and interpretations. I do see your 770 here uh, number on the um, screen. Is that a good number to reach you at? It is a good number. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, definitely home. after the show. Okay. After the show, I definitely mm-hmm. want to make contact with you. Um, what's your sun sign? I'm curious to know. <laughs> My sun sign is sign? I'm a Capricorn sign, and I'm I'm a little confused now because with the new um, 
the new um um well they they found a new planet and I'm thinking maybe I'm Sag now. I'm not sure. Okay, definitely. I know what you're talking about. I'm, you're probably referring to the 13 signs astrology yes. where they have yes. identified a fucus mm-hmm. as being the 13th sign. Um, they're, they're, I don't know what credence or cred, you know, I, I really don't like to get into the debate or the argument, especially when there are new things being proposed. I'm pretty much the... I mean, I believe, like, astrology evolves in the study of it with the times, but at the same time, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so if you're a Capricorn under, if you're a Capricorn, let's just roll with that for now as to not confuse you or anybody else. But I will yeah, mention it's just this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just I, I love it. my mind when I read about it. I said, wow. And they had placed it in the middle um the new uh, sign, they put it in the middle of Sag and, Sag and, Ca- and Capricorn, well, I believe, I something think. like that. And I said, well, that's the case. That they, I'm not a, I'm not a um, Capricorn. I'm a Sag. <laughs> but exactly. anyway. Hey, I, uh, the, whole, the whole world should be Sag. Sign. I'm a little biased because I'm a Sag, but hey, it's okay. Now, what I, I think like a you, you think like a Sag? My Mercury is in Sag. What's your birthday, actually? My birthday is January the 7th, 1945. Okay. Okay, well, I'm absolutely looking forward to talking to you more off the air. We've got a bit to go through today. But what I will say to you is that since you – do you happen to know your rising or ascendant sign by chance? I I do. My rising ascendant is Leo. Leo. Okay. Well, when I go through the horoscopes today, I want you to in particularly listen out for um, Leo as well as Capricorn, okay? Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, so if you hear me talk about any Saturn transits, and I will, um, then pay attention because you're probably going to notice what I'm talking about when I talk about Capricorn and Leo today, okay? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to mute your line. I've recorded your number, so I'm going to talk to you personally again after the show, but I'll go ahead and mute your line so we can uh, keep the information rolling today. I'm so glad you raised your hand and talked to us. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. I'm glad to. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. We are in the swing of things today. I'm so excited to get to everything. Last week, I literally... He just didn't get to read one sentence, so we did pretty good. Um, I'm going to jump right into it so we don't have any further uh, delay. Uh, Just some observations about Saturn retrograding back into Scorpio. Um, Like I said, if you're a Capricorn rising or an ascendant, your entire chart is ruled by Saturn. So I I would venture to say you might want to, you know, well, you know what? I really wanted to hear from some of you guys. If you're a Capricorn rising or you have a prominent Saturn placement in your chart, um, you know, you're you're we're all going through it because Scorpio is so deep and penetrating. I'll just read you some of my notes here about it. Um, I, I definitely feel that whatever house it's transiting, I guarantee you feel it on the deepest level. There's nothing super about this energy. We are learning deep, 
penetrating, transforming lessons this summer. It's going to be retrograde in Scorpio for about three months. And these transforming lessons will impact us for some time to come, okay? Uh, from the StellarDays.com website, uh, they note that when Scorpio, when Saturn backs into Scorpio, there's a little unfinished business to attend to in the area of releasing old resentments and letting ourselves open up and share our deep feelings of love. Letting go of deep feelings and emotional attachments can be painful but necessary, a painful but necessary step in our spiritual evolution. This short period is a time for the final cleaning up and clearing up of any residual negative or angry emotions relating to your sexuality or to issues of letting go that you haven't quite resolved yet. As the planets meander back and forth through the, through the signs, they stimulate physical sensations that resonate with us. Awareness of these sensations can lead to a more fulfilling journey on our way to becoming the person we are meant to be. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, like for me, Saturn is in Scorpio is hitting up my sixth house. So, learning lessons centered around the daily routine, work and health are definitely themes that are in my face and undeniable, unignorable themes. Um, I can't even leave a pile of clothes laying around for more than a day or, you know, it's just something centered around that where it's like I have to, I can't delay with it. Saturn is restrictive. Saturn is the learning of lessons and, and it's very constricting. So you're, you're really not going to get away with much in whatever house or area of your chart that Saturn regressing back into Scorpio is hitting. If you don't know where that is for you in your personal chart, contact me at adrian at myastrologycoach.com. You can also get me at Mamadata Astrology on Facebook and Instagram and Mamadata Astro on Twitter. And uh, we will... We'll help you figure that out. It's it's great information to know so you don't think you're going crazy or that life's being unfair. You can you can handle the situation head on. And if you stay up to date with your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network, you'll at least be a week ahead on these energies, okay? Um, some observations about Neptune retrograding. If you are a Pisces rising or Pisces ascendant or have a prominent Neptune placement in your chart. Um, oh, I didn't give you all the dates. Saturn retrograding in, this, in Scorpio, it stations direct August the 2nd. So we're still going to be going through this Saturn and Scorpio retrograde up until then, and then it won't clear the zone that it was retrograding through until November the 8th, okay? So the end of the year when you'll start to kind of get relief from all of this, although after this, um, it'll it'll end up November the 8th in four degrees of Sagittarius, FYI. Neptune retrograde until November the 18th, 
and then we're not out of the zone of that until March the 8th of 2016. But regarding Neptune retrograde, um, you know, subtle communication, spiritual communication, unconditional love, all these things have kind of come to the foreground, okay? And the foreground of our sensitivities. It's invisible, but it's palpable. Um, definitely enjoy the treasures that such heightened spiritual sensitivity brings, okay? You can go back to the previous show to get some more in-depth information about Neptune retrograde. We have covered that. Um, Mercury station direct, and it's still in the retrograde shadow zone. Uh, If you're a Virgo or Gemini rising, that means your chart is ruled by Mercury or have a prominent Mercury placement in your chart, Uh, you're definitely probably still noticing minor slowdowns, uh, some mechanical mishaps still going on here or there, um, cell phone craziness, and other communication or travel annoyances. It's still in the zone. Until June 27th, and this show covers, the show you're listening to right now covers uh, the dates of the 21st of June through the 27th of June. So um, let's see. When I broadcast next Wednesday on the 20, June 28th through July 4th, although we will still be in the zone at the time of the broadcast with three days remaining, uh Uh, But the week ahead that we discuss at that time won't contain or shouldn't contain any further info regarding Mercury retrograde if we can help it, okay? We should be in the clear after that point until August 28th when we enter the zone for the last Mercury retrograde season of 2015, okay? We got one more, y'all. So until the 27th, continue to plan ahead until the 27th of June, Continue to plan ahead, okay? Take it from me. <laughs> I let Mercury retro still in the shat Mercury retrograde still in the shadow zone. I let it get me, y'all, and I I got caught slipping on having uh, anything writing and anything teaching and learning. Make sure you're on point if you're in school or summer school or anything right now. Make sure you're on point <laughs> until after the 27th, okay? Um, for sure. And so, yeah, just we're almost out of the zone. Hold on just a little bit longer, okay? We're going to slide right into the next topic after our observations today. Um, The sun is entering cancer on the 21st. Sun is entering cancer. If you're on the line, if you're online right now and would like to call in, the number is 818-369-0368, okay? And... uh, want to make sure that if you're on the line and you would like, you have a question or a concern, don't hesitate to press 1. Sun enters Cancers. Happy birthday coming up to all the Cancers. Uh, I got a little bit of information from tarot.com for you guys. It just says that uh, life is sweet while the sun is in Cancer. The zodiac sign closely associated with home, family, and feelings. Cancer is a deeply sensitive and emotional sign ruled by the moon, so we're likely to feel more caring and cared for during this time. Uh, If you were born...
So being born on the cusp simply means that you were born during the transition time between two zodiac signs. So you retain some of the qualities from each sign. Kind of Gemini, kind of Cancer-y. Uh, definitely, while the sun is in Cancer, celebrate by making the most of life. Is the season to celebrate and make the most of life, okay? Uh, first thing, what to do. Cancer loves nesting. So spend more time during this cancer season uh, with family and close friends this month, okay? Cook dinner together. Do crafts or cuddle up on the couch with a good movie. Ooh. Okay, what to say during this time while the sun is in cancer. I love you. I love you sounds sweetest while the sun is shining in cancer. And tender feelings are felt universally, okay? So that this is across the board. If you've been waiting to say it, say it now. Now let me put a caveat in here because this is some really general information coming from tarot.com which, you know, I wouldn't have uh, included this information if I didn't feel like it was reliable. At the same time, I admonish you, put yourself in the pot with everybody. You could have a placement in your personal, unique natal chart that the sun entering cancer may actually be challenging your personal chart in a particular way. So please don't hesitate to contact um, Mama Dada Astrology through the My Astrology Coach Network, and definitely we can help you figure out where uh, the sun in cancer is impacting your personal chart. So maybe if you're having a challenging aspect with Mercury, it might not actually be the best time to, you know, ooze out all your feelings, and there are some other factors that, you know, you you would want to look at to see if something like, you know, if you've been waiting to say I love you, say it now, where that may not actually be the best wisdom for you personally. So that's just a caveat. Back to sun and cancer. Where to go while the sun is in cancer? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> cancer craves security. So stick close to home and enjoy summertime in your own backyard. Even better, host a big barbecue to make your friends and family feel loved. Okay, I I also want to throw in here that Cancer, uh, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, that's the fourth sign, which would correspond to the fourth house, which is at the bottom in a circular chart. It's at the very bottom portion of the circle, and it's beneath the horizon, so it's considered hidden or unseen. And it's the the cancer or the fourth house is the most hidden, the most unseen part of the um, circular astrological chart. So just keep that kind of in mind when you're thinking about cancer because it's ruling this area of space that rules your inner, your innermost self, okay, as opposed to the very opposite of that, which is at the top of the chart, 10th house, midheaven, which rules your most public self, okay, versus 4th house, cancer, your most private self, so when it's saying that what to do for during this cancer season, nesting and time at home, that's what it, where that kind of 
interpretation is coming from. If you know the energies of, of the houses and the signs, it will, it'll make more sense to you when you're hearing stuff like this. So we've covered what to do while the sun's in cancer, what to say while the sun's in cancer, and where to go. Now what to wear. Jammies. That was just fun to read. Jammies. <laughs> cancer loves getting cozy. Okay, but if you must get dressed, choose cancer colors, white or yellow, and decorate yourself with the crab's signature pearls or silver jewelry, okay? What to buy. I have never really been an animal person, but I'll read this because maybe it resonates with cancers especially. But definitely what you can buy during cancer season that will be in flow with the Cancerian energy, it says a kitten. The sun moves into cancer during June, which is, oh, I didn't know this, National Cat Month. Yes, because I'm not a cat person. And cancer is the most nurturing sign. Adopt a sweet little kitty and feel the love of being a pet. It says parent. I'll say owner. <laughs> um, what to watch out for during the sun and cancer here over the next month? Mood swings. Cancer is an emotional sign. So while there are many highs this month, you might also be extra sensitive, which can bring on a bad mood fast. This is why it's even wiser to stay home and cuddle up <laughs> with your closest peeps while the sun is in cancer. And lastly, what you can look forward to is intimacy. Woohoo! Sun in cancer is a beautiful, tender, and sentimental time to enjoy with all your heart. Feel the feelings and love the love. It only gets this sweet once a year. Okay, once again, that's from tarot.com. And now, drumroll please, Sun and Cancer Horoscopes, okay? Um, and I pulled this information from cafeastrology.com, which I mentioned to y'all last week is a pretty great comprehensive site for everything, and they have monthly horoscopes for the signs, okay, every month. And the ones I'm going to be reading are most, are all actually going to be affecting people whose ascendant is from zero to 10 degrees in each of the signs I'll list, starting from Aries going through Pisces. And it'll also be for those born pretty much within the first nine to ten days of that particular sign, okay? And I'll specify those dates um, when I get to each sign. Uh, I, I won't be repeating this portion, but this will be the same for each sign, from zero to ten degrees to when I read, okay? So if you have any, uh, your ascendants from zero to ten degrees of the sign I'm reading, you have any personal planets, that sun through Saturn, uh, in in these uh, signs in those degrees, this definitely relates to you, okay? And if it's your sun sign, uh, if you're born within the dates that I list, it affects you most significantly and accurately, okay? So let's get to it without further ado. Um, for the Aries born March 21st to 31st, the sun in Cancer... Uh, is going to be spotlighting your house of family and home. These areas are your instinctive focus during this period. 
your family, home, property concerns, roots, and heritage, ancestors, come into focus and become a source of pride. You are likely quite occupied with feelings of security and your inner experiences. This is a time when you send down roots and seek a feeling of belonging. You could be thrust into a position of leadership on the home front. Ego confrontations with family members are possible now, but the best way to handle this energy is to do your best to strengthen your relationship to your home, to your family and your home base. This is a time to do what you can to build trust in your family life and a strong foundation within yourself so that regardless of what you meet in the outside world over the next months, you have a secure place to return to. Besides spending more time tending to domestic affairs, the focus can be on cultivating and nourishing your inner foundations that support you and your growth. This is a time to collect yourself, Aries, or Aries Ascendant, to fill your well, so to speak. All right. Taurus, those born April 21st to the 30th, the sun is illuminating. The reason why it's covering these first degrees and first days um, of the sign is because the ingression of the sun into cancer is covering those degrees. The sun will be, you know, with the, for those in that first portion, those are going to be affected first. So that's why I'm reading those for you. Those of you who are born later in the zodiac month for the signs I'm reading, please don't be offended. I'm doing it this way for a reason. All right, Taurus, born April 21st to 30th, and then um, the Taurus ascended 0 to 10 degrees. The sun is illuminating your communication sector now, suggesting busyness and movement. You are exploring and searching now, making connections and paying attention to your immediate environment. Social interaction is emphasized during this period and is for the most part lighthearted. Give other people a little extra time and attention. Notice their efforts on your behalf and strengthen your connections. You are more curious and alert than usual, and you could be quite busy with errands, paperwork, phone calls, and light socializing. Much energy is expended in understanding and adapting to your immediate environment. Siblings, neighbors, close relatives, friends, and coworkers may play a more important role than usual in your life during this cycle of sun and cancer. You are more interested in exploring your own neighborhood than you are a different country. This is not a time of big adventure seeking. Rather, tourists, it's a time of little adventures closer to home. Neither is this a time when you are especially focused. In fact, you could have a finger in many pies right now. You are especially resourceful now, and you could find yourself enjoying or seeking attention for your intellectual know-how. The ability to express and communicate your ideas is extremely important to you at this time. You are eager to investigate new things, whether scientific or technical. All right, y'all hanging on, Gemini. It's year to Europe. Gemini is born May 22nd to 31st. The sun highlights your second house now, and your focus is on material affairs and comfort issues. 
Security is a driving force for you at the moment, and you might feel that you are especially interested in accumulating possessions. What you have and what you don't have come into focus, what makes you feel comfortable, your sense of security, and what you value. This is the time of year when personal finances and possessions receive maximum attention. Pour your energy into your work and your finances, and you might just be able to take your ideas to the bank. Extravagance with your pocketbook is something you may want to look out for, however. If you find yourself itching to make unnecessary purchases, know that at the root of this urge is the desire to pamper and comfort yourself. Nothing wrong with it, but there are inexpensive and even free ways to make yourself feel good. This is not the most eventful time of year for you. You are more inclined to dig in your heels and hang on to what makes you feel most secure than to take big risks. All right, Gemini, Cancer. Cancer's born uh, June 22nd to July 1st. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you for in the week ahead coming up. So let me be the first one to tell you happy birthday from Mama Dada Astrology and us here at the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Uh, the sun, Cancer, illuminates your first house now. Woohoo! Bringing issues surrounding your personal identity, appearance, outward behavior, and self-expression to the forefront. This marks the peak of your physical solar cycle, and you are in the position to make an impression on others and to assert your personal influence. Spontaneity of expression is what this transit is about. You are ready to put your past behind you, and to start a new personal cycle, you have presence and you project confidence. Increased energy and a renewed feeling of confidence is with you now, so take advantage. It's a great month to do something entirely new and pioneering, to go solo in some area of your life. This particular season of the year smiles on your personal endeavors. This is a time when you more easily get in touch with the true sense of your identity and purpose. The most enterprising side of your nature surfaces time to seize opportunities. Existing problems in your life may be overcome now by bravery and a straightforward approach to your life. There's nothing wrong with a bit of self-centeredness during this cycle but avoid taking it too far. It's not the best time for teamwork and other cooperative endeavors. The spotlight is on you and your ability to lead, so make it a good one. Take steps to improve how you come across to others. It's time to carve your own path in life, okay, Cancer? For Leos born July 23rd to August 2nd, listen up. The sun entering Cancer is traveling through your 12th house now, marking a time of retreat, Leos, and regeneration. <laughs> I say that and it makes me laugh because I don't think I know a Leo that, you know, probably wants to to retreat, especially it's summertime. It's almost Leo season, but because... Leo season is just around the corner here after cancer season. 
it's actually a really great time. And, and astrologically speaking and just practice. But I'll go ahead and, and finish reading the um, horoscope for you guys. It just says, it marks a time of retreat and regeneration. Think about the attachments you have, Leo, to things, people, and routines, and consider which ones are dragging you down. This is a time when competitive energies and the ego are on a bit of a break. It's not the time to push ahead with brand new projects. Rather, it's a time of reflection, dreaming, and recharging your batteries. Situations that have naturally outgrown their usefulness in your life can now be put behind you. Endings of natural cycles may be a part of the picture at this time of year. Your energy is largely applied to personal and private affairs now. Your disposition is introspective. Rest and reflect, Leo, and prepare for a more outgoing cycle when the sun moves into your first house, okay? It's like the calm before the Leo storm. <laughs> so rest up, dear Leos. Your, your time is around the corner. Uh, for Virgos, born August 20th, the sun lights your solar 11th house. Okay, Virgo, the sun illuminates your sector of friends, groups, and dreams coming through this month. It's a sociable sector of your chart, and that's exactly how you're feeling. Happy, lighthearted, cosmopolitan, and social. Group affiliations capture your attention. Connections can be made now, and networking pays off, or at least satisfies. Being part of a community or circle of friends and building your social network is important to you at this time. This is a rather happy goal-oriented cycle, dear Virgo. A lively agenda is promised. You're attracting quite a bit of interest, and your energy for making contact with others is high. A stronger sense of community is with you during this cycle. Relationships take on a fun, if impersonal, tone now. Activities with children, especially others as children, may increase. You are more stimulated, Virgo, by all that is unconventional during this cycle, and your ideas are original and progressive now. This is a time to follow your dreams and ideals and to plant a seed in the form of a wish for the future. Okay, Virgo? Libra, born September 24th to October 3rd. We're halfway through. Libra's the seventh sign of the 12th. Uh, Libra's born September 24th to October 3rd. The sun illuminates your career and reputation sector more than any other time of year. Your focus is drawn to your place or standing in the outer world and your reputation. This is the time when you are more interested in and focused on accomplishing something important. Your competency is something that you are especially sensitive to during this cycle. You want to shine. Your vision is practical right now, and you want to see tangible results for your efforts. More contact with authority figures is likely during this period. Recognition is likely to come your way, whether you ask for it or not, and the responsibility that comes right along with it, okay? Libra, do what you feel is right, keeping in mind that you are at your most visible during this period in the year, all right? 
I do see a hand went up in the call queue, uh, area code 901. If you hold for me just a second, I'll get to you. I just want to finish out these horses. I'm almost done. Um, Scorpio, born October 24th to November 2nd. This month, with the sun spotlighting your solar ninth house, your focus turns outward, away from the more personal concerns that have occupied your thoughts in the last month. More than any other time during the year, you are feeling most adventurous, Scorpio, and willing to take a leap of faith. This is a cycle in which you seek a higher meaning to your life and or seek out new experiences beyond the here and the now and beyond the mundane details of day-to-day life. Anything that broadens your experiences attracts now, Scorpio. A lack of superficiality finds you straight to the point, interested in the truth of things. It would be wise for you to consider scheduling a vacation, adventure of sorts, or a course that expands your mind. These don't have to happen now, but taking the time to recognize your needs for escaping the daily grind, taking a few risks, and feeding your spirit for self-expression through some form of adventure or higher learning, Scorpio, will help you to feel good about yourself. The only caution with this cycle is that you could lose touch with managing everyday affairs and important details, so just be mindful of that, Scorpio. Sagittarius, the early-born Sagittarius, born November 23rd to December 2nd. The sun energizes your sector of transformation, change, sexuality, personal growth, regeneration, others' money and resources, addictions, and taxes. Okay, Sag? Early-born Sagittarius. As a result, this is not the most gregarious of months for you. You take a step back, focus on intimacy with a partner, or simply retreat a little from the hectic pace of life. This is an excellent time, Sagittarius, to create a budget or financial plan or to rid yourself of bad habits that undermine your sense of personal power and self-mastery. All that is deeply personal comes into focus now. Uh, intimate matters are especially important to you during this cycle, Sagittarius. So just how well you're handling your life comes up for inspection. Your self-mastery skills and psychological predisposition matter to you more than usual. This is the time of year when you are most desirous of change on a deep level. Clearing out psychic junk or ridding yourself of bad habits may be part of the picture now. You are more willing than usual to explore life's secrets. This cycle brings greater in-depth understanding and an inclination to delve beneath the surface of matters to get to the bottom of them. Research uncovers new material that allows you to develop a better overall picture of the year's events. This is an especially introspective cycle during which you have the chance to truly uncover your personal strengths and talents. On a more practical level, you may be dealing with joint finances and shared resources now more than usual. Okay, Sag? Capricorn, born December 22nd to December 31st. 
The sun illuminates your seventh house. At this time of year, you have a greater need than usual to be with a partner, Capricorn. Bouncing ideas off someone helps you to better understand yourself. A partner provides a mirror for your own self-discovery. Now is the time to realize your own potential through a significant other. During this cycle, you focus on balancing your personal interests and objectives with your social life or with those of a partner. The emphasis is on us rather than me. You need the energies, companionship, and support of other people, and they may also seek out your support and companionship. It's important to include others, Capricorn, rather than to go solo for the time being. We're talking about the sun being in cancer and how it's affecting each of the signs and ascendants. However, bending too much to the will of another is not advised either, okay, Capricorn? Social interactions of a personal one-on-one kind are emphasized. Circumstances are such that your diplomacy skills are required. Your popularity is increasing and is reinforced by your own ability to cooperate and harmonize. Your ego and pride are tied up in how you relate to others now. This may be an especially busy time for people who consult or work with clients one-on-one. Okay, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, and then I'll open up the line for our, uh, we got a couple of people who've raised their hands, so I'll get to you guys here just in a moment. Um, Aquarius, born January 21st to 30th, the sun illuminates your solar sixth house during the time of um, the sun in Cancer. During this cycle, you take more pride in the work you do and in your health routines than any other time of the year. You are sorting through the experiences of of the last several months, separating the worthwhile from the worthless. This is a good time to build your skills, to get organized, and to attend to your health and well-being. It's a great time to make improvements to your regular routines. Your self-esteem and your ego are tied up in the work you do and in the services you give. Details are more important to you now. It's time to bring order to your life by focusing on the little things that make up the whole. This cycle presents an opportunity to get rid of what doesn't work in your life while also discovering what does. You could seek distinction and strive towards perfection in your work. Efficiency should be your goal now. Your physical health as well as the relationship between your body and your mind are in focus. And last but not least, lovely Pisces, born February 20th to March 1st. The sun illuminates your solar fifth house now. After a period of nesting, you are coming out of your shell, ready to perform and to express yourself creatively. This is a very playful period of the year when you are inspired creatively and emotionally. After a period of self-protectiveness, you are now more spontaneous and more willing to take risks, dear Pisces. You take more pride than usual in your creation, in your love affairs, with your children, and in your hobbies. 
Pleasure and amusement play an important role in your search for freedom of self-expression now. Show off your best colors, Pisces. You want others to take notice, and you are more sensitive to whether people appreciate you. More than any time of the year, this is the cycle in which you focus on having fun, enjoying romance, and expressing yourself creatively. Your hobbies, leisure time, moments spent with children, gaming time, playing games, and so forth all come into focus at this time of year. This is a cycle in which you find joy in expressing who you are when your inner child comes out to play. This is a time when you are more flirtatious than usual and when you might take a few risks in life, not only gambling with games, but with life itself. You might be a bit of a showman at this time. You are likely feeling good in general, and you tend to spread the joy. Okay, next up is the Jupiter-Uranus trine that's happening on the 22nd. But before I get to that, I'll go ahead and take a call or two. Um, I'll pick up the line for who's been holding the longest. Caller from the 646-824. You're on the line with your week ahead with Mama Astrology. Who's calling? Who's on the line? Helena. Hi. Uh, Can you say your name one more time? Sure. It's Helena. Um, okay, I I really want to pronounce your name. Can you spell it? It seems really unique. No, no worries. You can say Helene. That might be easier. Hel- Helene. Helene. That's beautiful. Yes. Thanks. Okay, Helene. wonderful. I, what would you like to say or ask today? Well, yeah, I'm a Cancer. My birthday is June 25th, so I'm a Cancer with Leo okay. rising and a Scorpio moon. I have a grand trine in water. My Mercury's in Gemini. The sun's conjunct Uranus. Oh and uh, <clears throat> I've just been having a rough time. Made a major move early in May. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice or anything you can say about my chart without obviously going really into it. I do. I have, um, I'm a very visual astrologer. And so I always, I tend to get the numbers of my call. Well, I've got your number here on the screen. Uh, it's a 646 area code. Mm. Mm-hmm. And is that a, a good number to reach you at? I've I've done, I've gone through the cancer. You would listen out for cancer and Leo horoscopes. And oh, I did yeah. that here with the sun moving into cancer. Were you able to hear any of that? Yes. Okay, wonderful. That that should get you that should that's a general very, very general thing and I'm about to do some horoscopes right at the end. I would listen out for um Cancer and Leo as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm what for some more in depth and unique personalized information regarding your chart, I would love to help you out. That is my favorite thing to do. So um, I'm going to write down Helene with your number, and if you don't mind, I can contact you right after the show. Um, and if that's not okay. a good time, we can yeah. pick something up. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I'll stay tuned uh, for one more set of horoscopes okay. there at the end regarding um, – Oh, what are these horoscopes for? Oh, for the last weekend in June. It's pretty good for everybody, so it's worth listening yeah. to. And then okay, I'll talk cool. to you beyond that after the show. Okay, Helene? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for raising your hand and joining the call. I'll go ahead and mute your line so you can continue to listen. Okay. 
Yes, please. All righty, please. Okay, guys. Um, I'll take one more caller, and then I'll get into the uh, Jupiter-Uranus contact simply because don't want to miss anything. We actually have an hour left, so we should be fine. Um, Caller from the 901 area code, you're on the line with your week ahead with Mama Donna Astrology. Peace. Peace. This is Lanise. How are you? Wonderful. You said your name is Lanise? Yes, that's correct. Wonderful to talk to you, Anise. What would you like to add to the show? Oh, I was just um, thinking about that Mercury retrograde. I didn't hear the cancer part. I'm a cancer sun sign, uh, Virgo ascendant, and Sagittarius moon, and I just really, really went through something with that retrograde. I was going to move. And I moved my things out and put it in storage. It was going to take place in July, and I changed all that. And I back and forth on whether or not I was going to move. So I actually ended up staying, and I've moved everything out of my apartment. Now i got to move it all back. <laughs> and, oh I just, and it's just so weird. But it's, it's like a, it seems like a clearing because I'm deciding not to bring a lot of the things that I had in there back. So it's like I, I really did move to some other place energetically. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what it feels like, even though I'm staying in the same place and I'm uh, making a you lot know, of changes. But it's... <laughs> What's that? The can't. The cancer sign is a water sign, and there there could just be so much going on that in itself and with everything that's retrograding and stationing. That's why I'd say I'd, I've got you down with the 901 area code. Are you able to be reached at that number? Yes, I am. Yeah, because I could easily get your birth information. It requires your date of birth, time of birth, and city and state of birth. And I would be able to look, I would definitely look at what's going on in all your water signs. I would look at what's going on in your water houses. I mean, it's 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 pretty easily identifiable once I'm looking at a physical chart. Like I said, I'm pretty visual, um, but I, I just need a few moments to look at your chart, and I can give you a, a pretty good summation of what's going on and co- uh, make some correspondences and connections to what you're going through. So I've got you down, Lanise, with the 901 area code, and I will be contacting you after I contact Helene, if that's okay. That's fine. Thank you. No problem. I'm so glad that you um, raised your hand to get in on the line. It just encourages me to hear people, especially you guys that know your sun, moon, and rising sign. That is amazing just to have knowledge offhand of that. And so hopefully you'll be continue to listen in and you'll get to hear the, um, you said you had a sun, Leo, uh, cancer, Leo combination as well, right? No, I have the cancer Virgo. Cancer Virgo. Okay, Cancer Virgo Sag. Yeah, okay, okay, got you. Mm -hmm, So, yes, Cancer and Virgo for certain. And um, I'll go ahead and mute your line, and I'll talk to you here in a a little bit after the show. Thank you. Thank you, Lanise. Peace. All right, we're moving on along. We've got a little bit of time um, left in the show, guys. And I'm going to pick it back up at the Jupiter-Uranus trine coming up next week on the 22nd. That is Monday. Uh, The sun enters cancer on Sunday, the 21st, Father's Day. 
the very next day on the 22nd Monday, we've got a Jupiter Uranus trine, and the information I'm going to share with you on this comes from jessicaadams.com, and her article was titled, Your Amazing 2015 Astrology Jupiter Trine Uranus, okay? It's pretty good, y'all. Got to listen to this. And things like this where I'm not giving horoscopes for it, you have a personal, unique horoscope for even something like this. Um, can be seen in an astrological chart reading. You can contact me for that as well. But if this sounds interesting or exciting to you, or if you're if you're a Sagittarius rising, Jupiter rules your chart. If you're an Aquarius rising, Uranus rules your chart. So you're probably gonna feel these um, energies very much. JessicaAdams.com says. Change your life <laughs> with the Jupiter Uranus trines. It's not the first one. It happened in March. The Jupiter Uranus trines in March of 2015, and this is the looks like the last of these here in June 2015. The stunning trines between Jupiter, the planet of abundance, and Uranus, the planet of freedom, will change your year if you work them the right way. The dates to watch for peak outcomes are Tuesday, third, the 3rd of March, which passed, obviously, and Monday, the 22nd of June, which is here coming up in your week ahead, okay? She says, what happens to you on these days or very close to them will give you amazing new independence in one department of your life, the area of your chart that it's going to affect. I can help you determine what area that is. The kind, uh, it'll give you amazing new independence in one department of your life. The kind that is electrifying, that's Uranus, and liberating, that's Jupiter. At the same time, you will experience tremendous growth and improvement in quite another department of your life. The universe will be giving a and generous the universe will be a giving and generous place around this time, okay? If you can think back to around March the 3rd of this year, you may have a general idea of the energies that's coming up. Look back on your personal calendar, what was going on around March the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th, and it may end up giving you a hint or a clue as to what's coming up here in the latter part of this weekend and the first part of the week, next week. Um, it says that. Uh, just how wonderful these trines will be, well, it depends on you. Uh, on the website for Jessica Adams, uh, it does have some horoscopes, so check that out. Um, it says to just locate your sun sign in the list and um, using the list of life categories you see, which is corresponding to houses, um, astrological houses or areas of life. Jot down goals, wishes fantasies revolving around these. I want y'all to get it. So definitely it's already there for you. It's jessicaadams.com, and the uh, uh, article name was Your Amazing 2015 Astrology Jupiter Trine Uranus article, okay? Uh, Jot down the goals, wishes, and fantasies revolving those areas of life. Make sketches or cut out pictures from magazines. That's making me think of a vision board, y'all which fit the particular areas of your world, which Jupiter and Uranus can help to skyrocket. In order to really work these trines, you need to have clear, 
strong vision of what you would like to bring into your life or utterly change. If that sounds good to you, get with us. We can tell you what specific areas of your life and chart to focus on to make the most out of it. You don't have that many days. Uh, you don't want to wait till the 22nd. That's Monday. Contact us. Um, how Uranus, Jupiter, Trines work in your life. Uh, she just says, apart from the really big thunderbolts that appear in March and June, when everything takes off in a really big way, you will also notice occasional flashes in your world, exciting, that's Uranus, exciting, enthralling, white-hot, electrifying moments when changes happen within minutes. That's Uranus, baby. It is at these times, influenced by Uranus, the planet associated with electricity, and Jupiter, the planet which rules massive expansion, that you will really see the universe working in mysterious ways. Why? Because either exactly what you were hoping for or an intelligent version of it will unfold, okay? All right, that was exciting to read, guys. Um, We are moving on to one of our last topics today before we get out of here. Um, I do see that we've picked up another um, caller with their hand raised who's been holding for quite a while. but it looks like uh, the di- there was a disconnection here, so I'm not able to um, pick up the line. If I see you back in the queue, I'll um, I'll definitely let you in on the on the air. Um, the 23rd, Monday is the 22nd. Tuesday, the 23rd, there is a significant, significant y'all. Don't sleep on this Mercury Neptune square. Okay, we've already been talking about Neptune in the retrograde. Mercury still in the retrograde shadow or zone until the 27th. Well, here on the 23rd, um, next Tuesday, Mercury. Uh, I'm 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 pulling this that I'm about to share with y'all from. So good to y'all. Keen.com, K-E-E-N, Keen.com says that Mercury will square off with Neptune three times in two months. May 9th was the first exact square. Keep these dates in mind because they're hints to the energy that you can expect here on the 23rd. May 9th was the first. Then, after May 9th, Mercury stationed retrograde, I believe the 18th, and squared Neptune again, 29th. After Mercury stations direct, which it has, Mercury will square Neptune one final time on June 23rd. These dates may show a repeated or related event in your life of a Mercury-Neptune nature. I'm going to explain this energy to y'all so y'all know how to identify it. It's an ideal time for daydreaming, creative writing, art, music, spirituality, psychic or mediumistic experiences, and it is an excellent time for a psychic or astrology reading. So those of you who are consulting with Mama Dottie here leading up to the 23rd, perfect. The perfect way to utilize um, this energy and maximize it and make it work for you to the highest degree possible and for those around you, okay? Neptune 
gives insight and Mercury understanding. So combined, they lift the veil to the other side and allow communication across different dimensions. Borders dissolve under this aspect. This is not the time for dealing with facts, figures, or detailed work, as Neptune confuses things on the material plane. Okay, it's a spiritual uh, energy Neptune is, so on the material plane, it may manifest as confusion. That's why a lot of the things that were mentioned that this is an ideal time for really didn't involve it involves material things because you have to use material things to do it, but you tap into your spiritual creativity. Like uh, daydreaming, you don't even need anything physical, but like creative writing, yeah, you need a paper and a pen, but it's it's the creativity that's, that you're inspiring when you're talking about art and music. Uh, that's the main emphasis. <clears throat> uh, this is not a time for dealing with facts, figures, or detailed work. As Neptune confuses things on the material plane, sorry, I read that already. This combination can cause mishaps and misunderstandings when dealing with everyday communications, interactions, or financial matters. Missed calls and misplaced messages are common. So try to give others the benefit of the doubt in these matters, okay? If, sorry, guys. If you hear any incredible news or gossip, it is best to wait and see if it's really true before acting upon it, all right? Beware of lies, deceptions, and scam artists as they will be very active this week, all right? How strongly this will affect you on a personal level depends upon how this square interacts with your natal chart, and she actually gives the degrees. This is what this is what I do, and, and I just, over time, a couple of years now that I've been studying it, I, I can identify more at a glance these energies instead of having to go look up the interpretations. I'm becoming very familiar with them. So she says that Mercury will be at nine degrees Gemini, while Neptune will be at nine degrees Pisces. So if you have planets or points at these degrees in your chart, you will feel this square strongly this week. Mercury square Neptune can give wonderful abilities, once again, in music, art, psychology, and mysticism. It also allows a person to use these talents in constructive ways, as squares can be very productive or destructive if you are unaware of its influence. Although paranormal abilities may manifest more strongly, the flip side to psychic is sensitive. This can cause emotions to flow more readily and feelings can be easily hurt. You may send or receive and email or text and take it the wrong way. It is important to be very clear in all communication, perhaps making a direct phone call instead of the email and the text that could be misinterpreted Call instead and double-checking any work emails to avoid getting into trouble. You may find your most productive work will be done in solitude, as Neptune is associated with the 12th house of isolation. Beware of any signs or unusual events that may be the result of influences from the other side. 
Neptune rules the ocean, water, and the feet. Water wears down and dissolves matter. This aspect can result in a loss of some kind. Neptune teaches us not to become attached to the material world that we live in. Uh, it says that she says that Buddhism teaches us that this world is just an illusion, which I've heard that before. Um, what we think of as solid and permanent really isn't. Neptune also rules viruses, drugs, and alcohol. Being careful with any prescriptions and avoiding intoxicants is important now. That I already mentioned that. Um, I'm breaking in here. Um, for the Neptune retrograde, if you're Pisces ruled, if you're already real, real sensitive spiritually, this is not the time to be becoming overly intoxicated, okay? Just fair warning, a heads up. Uh, sacrifice is also a Neptune keyword. So volunteer work and helping the less fortunate will also benefit you in a difficult Neptune transit such as this one coming up on the 23rd. That's Tuesday. It's on a Mars day. It's on a day where the energy is already high and intense and aggressive and passionate. So, so thus the heads up, okay? Um, while Neptune can cause drug addiction, the positive side of Neptune's spirituality can help a person come these problems, such as drug addiction, okay? The serenity prayer is a perfect example of Mercury and Neptune. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Taking, I'm quoting, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Okay, that's a quoted poem that um, this author felt uh, sums up the Mercury and Neptune energy when it comes together, okay? Once again, king.com, astrology forecast. And it looks like we've made it to the first quarter moon and then Mars entering Cancer. Uh, let's see. And then the weekend horoscopes for that last weekend in June here coming up, okay? So let's get to it. I don't see any new hands, so I can keep going. First quarter moon. Um, you know, personally, uh, the new moon in Gemini that we just had, this is like kind of the first little test that you're encountering from the intentions and the goals that you set. I'm just going to read a little bit so you can understand about the first quarter moon, and then it'll get more specific to this in Libra. Um, it occurs on the 24th of next week. It's the very next day after Tuesday, so Wednesday. And um, issues emerge, according to CafeAstrology.com, that require taking action or making adjustments. Okay, this can be considered a stage of conflict, so of building. Things are beginning to take off and to gain momentum. 
The first quarter moon is a time for taking action, not for contemplation or reflection, okay? The keywords for the first quarter moon is clearing, action, and building. Now on to some insights about the first quarter moon from astroyogalove.com. The article's titled First Quarter Moon in Libra, June 24th, 2015. The first quarter moon marks halfway between the new moon that we just had in Gemini and the full moon that's coming up, okay? We're in the middle of it, so it's the first. Well, we will be next Wednesday. The first and last quarter occur when the moon aspects the sun at a 90-degree angle. That is a square between the sun and the moon that denotes a first quarter moon, okay? It's a 90-degree angle. Uh, seen from above, the moon forms a right angle in relation to an invisible line running through the, to the sun, hence square for the name of this astrological aspect. Here the moon has completed one-fourth of her journey around the earth. In this particular phase, the sun in Cancer squares the moon in Libra. It's in Gemini right now, the sun is, but next Wednesday it will be in Cancer. And it's going to square the moon in Libra. The moon will rise at noon peak at dusk and set at midnight. For those who are strongly affected by lunar energy, if you're like a cancer rising, even a cancer sun sign or have moon prominently placed in your chart, the quarter moon phases are especially trying. Square aspects are sharp, angular junctions that prompt change. As Cafe Astrology notes, the quarter phases feel like a crisis of consciousness. Nearing the full moon is like creeping to the high point of a roller coaster. (laughs) Gotta love that. Soon all undertakings will be realized and answers to lingering questions brought to the fore. So hold on. Answers are coming. We are encouraged now to examine all that was established with the new moon in Gemini. The waxing moon symbolizes a return to total awareness after the point of, I'm breaking in here, after the point of a new moon where it looks like the moon is blacked out uh, and you start to slowly, after the new moon, see the slit of silver or white until it goes into the uh, first quarter where it looks like it's half, half white, half blacked out. Um, that's called waxing as it's getting the the white portion that you can visibly see gets bigger and bigger. It's waxing, okay? And she just says that, you know, since the new moon in Gemini, you're starting to see a little bit more as the days go by of the moon. The waxing moon symbolizes a return to total awareness, okay? This is the best time to tweak and improve upon existing strategies. At every full moon, we manifest new moon intentions. As such, the week between the first quarter moon that's coming up here next Wednesday and the full moon that will be coming up after that, June 24th through July 1st, is quite potent. We have reached a corner and must choose a new direction. The building energy and excitement you feel is there to inspire you. The first quarter moon prompts decisive action, calculated risk-taking, 
and deepened commitment to personal growth. The moon is asking you to gather yourself. The first quarter moon in Libra represents a conflict between external and internal life. I like to imagine each moon cycle as a procession of poignantly themed challenges. Generally speaking, the cancer cycle seeks to empower the right brain. So here we are at the first stop along the crab path. Now, they're referring to the sun entering cancer on the 21st. I just spoke on that. And so uh, she's talking about the energy that's getting triggered because of that, but then we have a first quarter moon phase in Libra. So I just thought I'd mention that. So here we are at the first stop along the crab path, a graceful encounter with Libra classy diplomat of the zodiac realm. Libra, number seven in the wheel, is an auspicious sign with much to offer this world, so full of strife and violence. The sign of the scale is associated with fairness, justice, equality, and compromise. So during this first quarter um, moon in Libra, let's harness Libra power to better understand humanity's capacity for unconditional love, she says. And here at the end, she just says that the first quarter in Libra connects us to air energy. Libra is an air sign along with Gemini and Aquarius, something we are deeply familiar with after a lovely spin through Gemini. Sun's been in Gemini, Mars has been in Gemini, Mercury's been in Gemini, Venus has been in Gemini and in Cancer, so and into Leo now. So um, we're very familiar, uh, deeply familiar with the uh, Gemini energy. She says, however, this transit is markedly more centered, this first quarter moon in Libra. Indeed, Libra is a cardinal sign. Both Libra and Cancer are ruled by divine feminine planets. She's referring to Libra and Cancer because at the time of the first quarter moon in Libra, the sun will be in Cancer and the moon will be in Libra. She says both Libra and Cancer are ruled by divine feminine planets, Venus, which rules Libra, and the moon, which rules Cancer. The purpose of this first quarter moon is to bring peace and harmony to the emotional body. Peace and harmony is Libra. The emotional body is Cancer. So when you put them together in a crisis theme, this is what she's interpreting it to mean. Allow the moon and Venus to work in tandem for you. Together they create a vortex of powerful goddess energy. Balanced Libra have unmistakable joy for life. They love being around others and are adept at doing so. I expect that the transition from predominantly Gemini energy to easy breezy Libra will be painless and lovely. This phase is connected to the last quarter moon in Cancer of October 2014. Any themes that predominated then will now resurface. At this time, the pull towards peace and harmony in the outside world speaks to our intuition, while the occasional desire to stay home and do nothing speaks to the ego. I suggest, this is her talking, meditation in an outdoor location 
with strong wind and or balancing yoga poses, okay? If you want um, some more in-depth information, like I said, with, with this or any other transitor um, station, I can tell you exactly how it's going to affect your chart, okay? Each of these has its own impact and imprint on your chart, and I can help with that. Um, we are into March. We did sun entering cancer. That happens on the 21st, Sunday, summer solstice, Father's Day. Um, on the 24th, uh, that's still, we're still on Wednesday. The same day of the first quarter moon in Libra, Mars enters Cancer, okay? Mighty Mars, I'm going to be reading a little snippet from uh, which site was uh, the Dark Pixie Astrology, I do believe. The Dark Pixie Astrology. Mighty Mars is moving into Cautious Cancer from June 24th, Wednesday, to August 8th, okay? A challenging transit for the planet that wants us to get things done. We're talking about Mars here. If you're uh, if you're an Aries rising, Mars rules your entire chart. You will feel this. Um, Mars is the quintessential warrior planet. Mars gives us our fighting response, our ability to take action and get things done. Mars is assertive and action-oriented, not really concerned with much else. The purpose of Mars is to rev us up and get us from point A to point B in our lives. Now, Cancer is a sensitive water sign, concerned with emotional security and nurturing. She doesn't exactly sound like a natural fit for aggressive Martian energy, does she? In many ways, the answer is no. Mars and Cancer is debilitated astrologically. Actually, this, I know this was excerpted from uh, tarot.com. I believe it was uh, Maria De Simone who wrote this. I love her writing. Uh, let's see. She says that, in other words, Mars is not, Mars and Cancer being debilitated astrologically. In other words, Mars is not in a happy place wintering the zodiac sign of cancer. This doesn't mean you're doomed to watered down energy during the transit of Mars and Cancer, however. As a matter of fact, Mars and Cancer can pick can pack quite a punch. So don't sleep on Mars and Cancer, even though it's debilitated because cancer is all sensitive and watery and emotional. Uh, Mars and Cancer will fight but it will fight for what it's most emotionally connected to, and it will fight with deep sensitivity. The problem with Mars and Cancer is that rather than a direct approach uh, to going after what it wants, there's a more of a passive approach. If one's feelings are not stirred, there's not likely to be action during this time. At the same time, once one's feelings are aroused, the action taken is usually ruled by the heart and might be reactive and oversensitive rather than purposeful. If one learns how to work with Mars and Cancer energy, however, a great deal can be accomplished. One of the best things to do with Mars and Cancer is a domestic project. So your energy in a Cancer-ruled area, like the home, so she says a domestic project. Get out your hammer and nails and begin a do-it-yourself home improvement. You may also fight for the rights of a family member or a domestic situation during this time. 
And if you're in this situation, you'll likely prevail. Although Mars and Cancer may prefer using its energy to nurture home and heart, Mars and Cancer will do whatever it takes to defend what and whom it nurtures. Don't sleep. <laughs> As a result, you may notice a fierce protective instinct take over your actions during this transit, particularly when it comes to those you feel need a little bit of extra guardianship. Now, it was the dark pixie um, astrology.com that had the horoscopes that I was going to refer you all to if you're interested. Um, it, go Just go to the archives for the June 2015 horoscope, and she pretty much mentions in every one how uh, Mars entering Cancer will affect all the signs. I just, you know, here I'm looking at about 30 minutes, a little less than 30 minutes left in the show. There's no way I would have to go through it. I'm about to give you all some horoscopes for the last weekend in June here next. So we'll round it out with that. All righty. But I was going to give you a, um, and I hate to pick because I don't have favorites, but for Aries, I will read a snippet or an example of the Mars entering Cancer horoscopes. And for the rest of the signs, once again, it's the, the dark, pixieastrology.com, the blog archives for June 2015 horoscopes. We'll have your Mars and Cancer horoscope for you. And Mama Dada Astrology will have your more personalized, unique horoscope for when Mars, the day and time Mars enters Cancer, what it'll be doing. And then while Mars is in Cancer, what um, transit and aspects transiting aspects Mars will be having to your natal chart. We can help you with something like so you'll know how more specifically to utilize the energy. For Aries, though, just for a little teaser, um, this ingression of Mars and Cancer puts more focus for you, Aries, on your home, your family, and home life. And you feel most like yourself when you're at home or in places that are familiar to you. Uh, and with family or people you see as family. You can spruce up your home. You can make a move. You can have a real estate transaction. You can plan a family gathering or try to connect with your family better. You want to be there for them, supportive and encouraging, and can be a nurturing figure. You can be driven by your emotions and what you feel pushes you to do something or nothing. Your feelings can cause you to do great things or to completely fall apart. If you can harness your emotional energy, you can accomplish a great deal. You may come across as more emotional, comforting, or sensitive. All right, Aries, lucky you. You got an extra horoscope this week. And last but not least, another drum roll for the final weekend of the month, June 25th through 27th. It just really is coming across. The moon's going to be in Libra. Libra's all about relationships and partnerships and harmony and peace and diplomacy. So that kind of starts us out in the weekend. And then Scorpio, (laughs) penetrating deep sexual, you know, powerful, uh, uh, transformative energy that Scorpio represents, just, it it just, and then there's some stuff going on with Venus and Uranus, so you'll see when I go through the horoscope 
what's going on with each of the signs, okay? Just a brief little snippet on our way out, and um, I'll double-check if anyone has any questions. I actually see a new um, hand up, so I'll get to you, area code 202. If you're wanting to get in on the line, just hold tight for me. Okay, the last weekend in June, here we go, Aries. The weekend, oh, I'm taking this information from, this is being pulled from astrologyzone.com, astrologyzone.com, and she does the uh, monthly, what do you call it, monthly forecast at Astrology Zone, okay? Aries, the weekend of June 27th through 28th should be magical for you, as Venus will be in Leo and in gorgeous angle to the planet of surprise, Uranus. You will love the time you have away. Go. Pretty general for Aries, but hey, sounds all good. Taurus, you will be able to travel this month because Mars will move into your third house of short-distance getaways. So you will get some fun relief from working so hard with your calculator. A terrific weekend to pack your bags and go would be June 27th through 28th when Venus, planet of happiness, romance, pampering, and good looks, will be in perfect angle to Uranus too. This will bubble up great chemistry that you'll find with others you meet. Venus will be in Leo and Uranus in Aries. If you would rather give a party at home, that too would be a superb idea. What a way to end the month. All right, party people, Tauruses, go ahead. Gemini, on the last weekend of the month, June 27th through 28th, you will have Venus in luxury, loving Leo, (laughs) in perfect angle to spontaneous and adventuresome, Uranus and Aries, this is a weekend to treat yourself and your partner to beautiful accommodations and fine food. Single or attached, this will be an outstanding weekend for romance, for Venus and Leo will work with Uranus to create sparkle and unexpected fun. All right, Gemini, (laughs) get it. (laughs) Uh, Cancer. More financial good news will be coming your way on June 27th through 29th weekend when Venus and Leo in your second house of earned income will work with Uranus now in your sixth house of work assignments. You will have the Midas touch, dear Cancer, and it seems everyone will want you in their corner. You've worked long and hard, and you deserve all the success that will be coming this way coming your way this month, I'm sure she meant to say. All right, Leo, Venus in Leo, Venus in your sign, sextile Uranus in Aries. That's not a sextile, that's a trine. Yeah, if Venus is in Leo and Uranus is in Aries, that's a trine, so that must be another uh, typo on her part. But uh, that is after the 27th, but I'm mentioning it, Venus in Leo, Trine Uranus and Aries on June 29th, and you can feel the glow building June 27th through 28th over the weekend, okay, Leo? So this is your weekend, uh, last weekend is building up to something for you, unlike some of the other signs I read, it's happening over that weekend. These days, 
the 27th and 28th, will promote spontaneous response, bring over-the-top fun, and could involve surprise travel. Go ahead. (laughs) Virgo, more good financial news is due at month's end near June 27th through 29th when Venus will be in Leo. I just find typos, y'all. It's so bad. (laughs) But I'll read what she says word for word. When Venus will be in Leo will be also be, (laughs) will be in Leo will be also be in gorgeous angle to Uranus. Piers, you are about to poke the pinata again, Virgo, with more pennies from heaven set to land in your lap. All right. The third house, which rules um, short-distance travel and transportation, is getting lit up this week, that weekend as well. So you may need a new car, and if you do, buy it at the end of June, from June 27th onward. Um, Virgo, that's crucial for you because you're a Mercury-ruled sign. Mercury is not out of the zone till the 27th. If you're going to buy a car, wait till after the 27th to do it, okay? Especially for you. Libra, the last weekend of the month, June 27th through 28th, should be great fun when Venus and Leo will be wined and dined by Uranus. You won't expect the fun you have. It will be far better, Leo, than uh, Libra. It'll be far better than anything you could imagine. You seem to be among many of your friends this particular weekend. So this weekend will have double dips. Of pleasure. All right. Scorpio. Last week in June, Scorpio. It's runner up lucky days. Involved Venus in lovely angle to Uranus too, June 26th through 29th, and will also bring you kudos from higher ups for work well done. The sweetest part of all this is that you will be shocked at your good fortune, as none of it will be expected. That's Uranus for you. And then it's an uh, angle to Venus, the love money planet. Come on. All right, Scorpio. You may be wondering about your social life too, but think again. This month it will be too vital to keep your eyes on the road than to become distracted by romantic and social events. In months ahead, there will be plenty of time to have fun. Okay, Scorpio, it's looking like Still some good fortune going on with the Uranus-Venus, um, uh, uh, you know, contact, but uh, it's more looking like from higher ups and work. So it looks like it might be hitting your your business. So the personal is kind of on hold for now, okay? But still great, great energy that's there for you to take advantage of as well. Sagittarius, the month ends on a wonderful note. Over the weekend of June 27th through 28th, Venus and Uranus will be staring into each other's eyes and flirting up a storm, making it an ideal time to be away on a long trip. Romance will be in the air. All right, romance, Sagittarius, enjoy. Capricorn, the end of the month, the month will end with more good news. Venus and Leo and Uranus and Aries will bubble up a happy weekend, and it may be one where you'd want to give a party. Hold on, my computer flipped on me. 
Here we go. Where you'd want to give a party at home, okay, Capricorn? It must take place at your home to get the benefits from this aspect. This would also be a great day to look for bargains when shopping for furniture and other items in the home. Not only would the price surprise you by being precisely right, but you'd also find beautiful selections. That's thanks to Venus, the beautiful planet of beauty. Aquarius, there is another gorgeous weekend coming up for love on June 27th or 28th when Venus and Leo and Uranus and Aries will flirt like teenagers. It's a madly romantic time, Aquarius. And a good runner-up to the above mention in the horoscope, she mentions um, the day of June 22nd for you guys as well, which is also next week. You will have a chance to go away for the weekend quite spontaneously. And if you can, you should. July will be a big month for work, so go this month while you can. And lastly, Pisces. Be happy, Pisces, that this month Venus, will be my computer again guys, sorry. Working it out. Venus will be in fine form and Mars and Cancer will have you dripping with sex appeal. All right, Pisces, already a water sign. I guess that's why you'll be dripping. A lovely weekend is due June twenty seventh through twenty eighth. So if you can drive to a nearby charming town near water, so much better. Venus will reach out to Uranus over that weekend. So, again, you seem to have a way of attracting work projects and good money, even when you are socializing. Okay, guys, we wrapped that up in record time today. I am going to open up the line 202-281. You're on the line with your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology, who's calling Hi, this is Kay. How are you? I'm fine. Can you say your name again? Kay. Kay, K-A-Y. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice to talk to you, Kay. Thank you so much for um, raising your hand. What did you want to add to the show today? Um, I've never listened to it before. I'm not sure. Do you, like, do readings or do you just, what do you do when you take your call in? I don't do readings on air. I'm way too visual and analytical and Virgo for that. Virgo rules my um, work. So I am. I, I can look at your chart based on your birth information, your um, date and time of birth, as well as the city and state, and do any reading you would like. Um, some people like, you know, love and money readings. Some like the readings that go along with the transits, like the sun entering cancer here next week. They want to know what what the sun being in cancer means for them specifically. I mean, it runs mm-hmm. the gamut. So, yeah, uh, what um, was on your mind today? What were you um, curious I about? I to talk about moving aspects and just um... – I was into the, like, astrocartography kind of thing, um, moving from New York to Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just wanted to kind of check out some of the different aspects. I know a a couple of them um, that someone told me would would happen. Like, um, I think Neptune is going to be on my ascendant now. Mm -hmm. Um, And what else? Yeah, I'm just trying to get the vibe for what it's going to be like when I'm down there. 
So you you definitely are moving or you're considering a move? I'm definitely moving. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's like it's, it's in between. It's like I'm 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 um getting some a place for three months kind of thing, trying it mm-hmm. out, getting a job, mm-hmm. and the whole getting caboodle. And yeah, I, I have your in my fourth house right now. You said Uranus so. is in your fourth house right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. Okay. So yeah. yes. We we could definitely take a closer look at that, and I can give you some aspects, especially um, some any transiting Uranus aspects or anything I see that will um, lend itself towards moving or travel or your home, mm-hmm. since you're literally moving your home, even if it's temporarily, uh, there's mm-hmm. some things to look at specifically for that. I've got you at a 202281 number. Is that a number I can reach you at after the show? Yeah. Thank you so much for raising your hand. That's definitely something we can help you um, take a closer look at here. And I'm okay. looking forward to talking to you. It looks like I'll be talking to you after Lanice. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. All right. And then I um, I had one caller that I – no, I think I got to everybody. Yep, I got to everybody. And so with that, guys, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Share, share, share with your friends. We are on weekly. We've been trying to be on every Wednesday. And so far with the Mercury retrograde, doing things on a Wednesday, which is ruled by Mercury, just hasn't quite worked out all that well. So bear with us. That is still the goal. But I don't want to leave y'all hanging for a week, so if I don't get it to it on Wednesday, I still like to try to get it in that week so y'all can still be a week ahead of of everyone else, okay? So stay tuned right here with your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network, and we will catch you next week ahead of time, the best part of your week. Peace.